How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome, Welcome. to Warriors Wrap-Up Wrap on 95.7 The Game. Can't get free. Ball thrown into Looney. Hand off Damian Lee. Poe goes into a three. It's up and good! Damian Lee hit it. 1.7 to go. Chicago does not have timeouts. Warriors lead 129 to 128. Play in the backcourt. Now, now goes over to Sadoransky. He'll fake it. Fire. It throws it up. It's no good. And the Warriors have won in Chicago. They pick up their first win of the year in a Damian Lee three. What a difference a shot makes. Right, Ryan Covey, we welcome you in. John Dickinson, Warriors wrap-up, along with Ryan Covey, and the Warriors are off the schneid. They win in Chicago, 129-128, to the final, as uh, they outscored the Bulls in the final, 358-17-7. to uh, It wasn't pretty. I'm not sure how many uh, big-picture issues the Warriors really fixed tonight. But talking about a win and being able to correct some of those mistakes is a hell of a lot better than talking about an 0-3 team that can't beat the Chicago Bulls. J.D., you know one of my adages, my friend. They don't ask how. They just ask how many. And this is one for the Golden State Warriors, one they desperately needed. Uh, and, and they did a lot of those little things down the stretch. I mean, the Bulls had pushed it up to 10. And it looked like it, it might, uh, you know, despite a much better effort than we'd seen the first couple of games, still might not be enough for the Dubs, uh, you know, to, to beat a team like the Chicago Bulls. But Steph had that big and one down the stretch uh, to, to cut it down to two. Warriors got a couple of stops. I thought maybe uh, missing out on some some rebounding, a couple of big offensive rebounds by the Bulls I thought might do them in, uh, but ultimately on what was kind of a broken inbounds play. I mean, you know, Damian Lee's falling in, gets it to Looney. Looney's got the wherewithal to pitch it back to Damian Lee, and, well, he knocks it down, and here we go, baby. One and two, dubs on the board. Yeah, and, and it makes it a little bit easier to wash away, I think, the bad taste that the Warriors had in their mouth coming off of those first two games in Brooklyn and Milwaukee where they lose by an average of 30 at two and a half points uh, in those two games. Uh, one and two, uh, a hell of a lot better than 0 oh and 3. And I, I'll tell you right off the top here, Steph Curry tonight. Uh, forget about the fact that he was 5 of 15 from 3. He wound up 11 for 25 overall. But tonight is the kind of game that you want to see from Steph Curry if he is that dude that we all know that he is in the Bay Area. tonight. Like, you will your team to win. If you can't make a shot in, in long stretches 
you will your team to a win down the stretch. And Curry, whether it was knocking down a couple of threes or driving to the basket or getting to the free throw line, Stephen Curry, as the Warriors franchise player in this game tonight, willed them to a win in a game that, I'm just going to say it, it felt like a must win. It, it, It felt like a must win in game three to avoid... What was really going on for a good portion of the night and a good portion of the second half, it felt an awful lot like last year in the second half, and the Warriors saved it by getting a win and just washing that bad taste all away. Yeah, Steph chucked him on his back and ends up with 25 points in the second half. He ended up being you know, a, a volume shooter, if you will, uh, but he got the 36 points on 25 attempts, and it was getting to the free throw line, and the Warriors as a team were terrific at the stripe tonight. 27 of 30, J.D. They hit 90% of their free throws as a team, and they needed every last one of them. By comparison, the Bulls, 23 of 31, so uh, seven points there. And and the other thing, too, uh, was the defense, J.D. Uh, they, they forced a lot of steals, 17 steals for the Dubs tonight. They only had 12 turnovers, and obviously what that does is it gives you some extra possessions when you're not really hitting the glass. And when you look at the final tally, the Bulls, uh, excuse me, the Warriors actually attempted 18 more field goal attempts than the Bulls did. And when you start to look at a one-point margin of victory, it's every little thing that added up to Damian Lee having the opportunity to hit that three when he did, uh, and the Warriors did just enough to put themselves in that position. So, again, not a lot of style points, especially in the the middle portion of the game. The Bulls really exerted themselves and, and took over in the third quarter, uh, but the Warriors had just enough up their sleeve down the stretch, and they had done enough of the little things right along the way to put themselves in a position for Damian Lee to hit that big three. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. That's the phone number to participate in the program. It's Warriors wrap-up, John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. Warriors get win number one. They outscore the Bulls 36-31 in the fourth quarter, and they win this one 129-128. to Back of 36 points for Stephen Curry. Damian Lee's big three in the closing seconds as he finished with 12 on the night. Uh, and the Warriors are able to escape Chicago and overcome uh, really an ugly third quarter. The Bulls outscoring the Warriors 41-33 after really the story of the first half was a lot of what you mentioned, a much more active defensive effort from the Warriors in that first half. The Bulls at times, it just didn't look like they knew what the hell they were doing offensively. So careless with the basketball. Uh, But the Warriors, I think, made the Bulls feel them a lot more than they made Brooklyn or Milwaukee feel them on the defensive uh, end of the ball uh, in this ball game tonight, which which did force uh, a lot of those turnovers. Uh, Kelly Oubre uh, tonight, I, I think he exemplifies uh, this game in many ways. He's still searching for that first bucket from three-point range, and 0 for 6 tonight, eight points. But he was making things happen in the game. He had four steals he had eight rebounds, and he just he was hammering away. He it was not a pretty effort at all, but he hammered away. He he was you know diving on the floor, trying to make things happen. And I think that's the theme of this night for the Warriors. It's just refuse to lose at all costs. 
Yeah, and he had that opportunity, J.D., to hit that corner three that, that would have given him the lead, um, you know, late in the game. And you're thinking, oh, man, that guy just can't buy one. It seemed like it was all set up for Ubre to finally hit his first three of the year. And, it, oh, it just rimmed out. And there was a period in the game, too. He had just missed a three, and then the next time down, he, he actually was able to get some penetration down into the block. But he, he pulled up, and, and normally it's a situation where he would shoot there, and instead uh, he ended up passing, and then the Warriors don't get anything on the possession and you're like you could tell he was kind of starting to wear it and then it was like you know what screw it if I can't score I can affect the game in other ways uh, and, and he certainly did that uh, so you know again you, you, you feel for him a bit because he's scuffling but maybe you know to be able to have his fingerprints on a win even though it wasn't you know from beyond the arc which obviously he's had his struggles hopefully this will get him jump started and let's face it now you go into Tuesday night you got a chance to beat the Detroit Pistons and, and get to 2-2 two and two, and after Christmas Day getting rolled up for the second time in a row it's more than this team could have hoped for, uh, and, and you're right. Kelly Oubre, sticking, his stick-to-itiveness, J.D., uh, was a big part of why they were still in that game in the fourth quarter and ultimately won it. Andrew Wiggins, much better effort from Andrew Wiggins tonight. He knocked down a yeah. couple of threes. He still wound up 6 of 15 overall, but 19 points, 4 assists, 9 boards. Uh, Oubre was struggling to find it, but Andrew Wiggins, uh, his best game of the first three uh, Eric Paschal, uh, it was also his best game of the first three as he got shifted to a bench role with the news breaking earlier today about uh, Marquise Chris and him likely being out for the season with the uh, fractured leg. Uh, Juan Toscano-Anderson went into the starting lineup, allowed Eric Paschal to, to move to the bench. He played some backup four minutes. He played some backup five minutes as well uh, in this game. And it was better games for both Wiggins and Pascal in this one, and I do think Juan Toscano-Anderson also deserves a nod of positivity because he played very well, in particular in the first half defensively, uh, part of that active bunch that was making some things happen uh, for the Warriors uh, as they played. Really, the second quarter was their best quarter of the season to this point by far. Yeah, no question. And they ended up outscoring the, the Bulls by seven in that frame. Went into halftime feeling good. Uh, I, I like the Juan Toscano-Anderson into the starting lineup for a couple of reasons. One, because Toscano-Anderson uh, Toscano has looked really active and, and he's, you know, he, he's just looked like he, he belongs out there and, and is definitely going to be worthy of some more playing time. Uh, but it, it allowed Pascal to slide in with that second unit uh, where he's much more comfortable, I feel like, coming off of the bench. Um, and, and you're right, he hit some big shots. Uh, got to the line a couple of times as well and there was just a little bit more intent in in early in this game JD what I like from the Warriors they were putting the ball on the floor as I wanted them to they were attacking the basket uh, of their first 10 field goal attempts only two of them were from beyond the arc now as the game went on you know in the NBA in 2020 we will expect this to happen the Warriors ended up putting up their fair share of three-pointers I mean they shot 47 of them in the game but it was they, they weren't just settling for threes early. I felt like they were working for the baskets that they got uh, and trying to simplify things a little bit. And, and it was also uh, by virtue of their 30 free throw attempts, you could tell there was a real willingness for these guys to attack the cup. Uh, it was funny. I guess Wendell Carter Jr. must have heard me in the pregame, kind of called him out saying, oh, yeah, Weissman's going to get anything he wants from him. Wendell Carter Jr. was on fire tonight. He played a hell of a game. Uh, but ultimately, the Warriors were, were in attack mode for a lot of this game. And then down the stretch in the fourth quarter, uh, they, they they knew that they could have success doing that again, and they started getting to the line and chipping away at that lead, uh, and that was a big part of it. 
And the Warriors knocked down some shots from three. They shot 40% overall, but much better in terms of, yes, a volume night from three. But you look up at the end of the night, and the Warriors wind up winning this game by one. They hit 18 three-pointers tonight. Now, they took 47 of them, 38.3%. But, you know, that's on par with what we talked about on the postgame on on Christmas Day. The fact that the Warriors want to be a team that's going to ramp up the attempts uh, and if the right guys are taking them and you take enough of them, you're going you're gonna to offset maybe the fact that you're not knocking down two-point shots by knocking down three-point shots. And, and they were able to do that. They wound up actually a plus, plus one in terms of three-point field goals made over the Bulls in the game, which accounts for three points. A big part of that, Damian Lee, uh, four for five, and Damian Lee now seven for ten on the season from three-point range. We were joking about James Wiseman, by the way. He's now five of six from three-point <laughs> range on the season. He knocked down another one in the ball game tonight. Uh, it's a night where the Warriors didn't shoot it well, and the Bulls did shoot it well overall, but the Warriors did make up for it because they knocked down 18 threes. Yeah, and that's going to be their bread and butter. If the Warriors are going to hit 18 threes, they're going to have a chance to win a lot of basketball games. And obviously they needed every last one of them tonight in order to get over the line. And again, you know, I, I know that this is a bad Chicago Bulls basketball team, but they also played with a lot of desperation tonight too, J.D. I mean, they're 0-2. They're, this is a home game for them. They've got a chance to play a Warriors team that they felt like they could beat. Uh, so this was one of those both teams really needed to have it, but we knew only one could get it. Um, and, and obviously it, it could have gone either way. It was in the balance till the end. And I, I do think Steph, by the way he played – and, you know, chuck this team on his back, that really trickled down through the rest of the squad. They need him to be the leader, and he did it in the second half. It was, you know, I think we've seen through the first couple games, Steph wanting to get other guys involved and and try and get everybody up to speed in this offense. There's sometimes, though, your best player just needs to take over the damn game, and he did. Now, I do love the fact, though, that on that last inbounds play, you know, they they doubled Steph. He He was plugged up, and there was nothing there for him, so instead of forcing it to Steph and maybe turning the rock over, uh, you know, he ends up getting it into Kavon Looney. And, of course, Looney with the wherewithal to uh, to get it back to, to D. Lee. I thought Looney played a really nice game tonight, too, by the way, J.D. Um, he, he 17 strong minutes. He was a plus 12, uh, made a couple of buckets, and uh, also had some rebounds. Four assists, too, for Kavon Looney, including uh, the big dime to win it. I thought, you know, Looney was another guy I kind of called out in the pregame, and I, I thought he had, obviously, his best game of the year by far. And, and he was in that finishing lineup, which was important, and his defense yeah. was solid. It, it was a real productive – it felt like he played more than 17 minutes, frankly, because it was an impactful 17 minutes. A plus 12, the, the eight points, really good defense for Kevon Looney in, in the game tonight. Uh, it, it was akin to a lot of the games, frankly, that we saw Kevon Looney have for the Warriors during their championship run uh, when they were going to a couple of NBA finals and, and winning championships uh, when when he was a, a part of, of the rotation. He it, just a kind of an unassuming, real productive, uh, helpful uh, in in what winds up being, you know, 17 minutes. But it was an important 17 and he put a positive imprint on the game. And I think, you know, if, if you can get the days of him playing 25, 30 minutes, I don't think that's ever going to happen again. But if he can give you the right 16 or 17 and Wiseman's going to be out there playing 25 to 30 uh, tonight, it was it was a little bit less than he had been playing because he didn't play nearly as well. Uh, Pascal absorbed some minutes. Uh, I mean, Looney being able to play meaningful minutes is even more paramount now with the injury to Marquise Chris. 
Yeah, it's been a, a crazy 24 hours for Kevon Looney. He went from, you know, probably being, you know, the number three option at center, even though he's the elder statesman in the room, to, hey, man, like, we just lost Marquise Chris for the year. If you're Coach Kerr, like, we are going to need you, big fellow, the rest of the way. And and I think he looked like he, he took that message and, and he took that, that challenge on, at least for one night. Hopefully his body can hold. I mean, you know, what was a real possession of strength, uh, a position of strength, you know, even a couple of days ago for the Warriors now just gets real thin all of a sudden with Chris being out for the year. So uh, hopefully Looney can keep this rolling. 888-957-9570. John Dickinson, Ryan Covey. We'll hear from Steve Kerr. We'll hear from Steph Curry. We also hope to hear from Damian Lee as well. The hero tonight is the Warriors win it in Chicago, 129-128. And you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Curry outside, top of the circle left, on the left wing. Stops and takes a three. It's up and good, and there it is. Number 2,500 for Steph Curry. What's up, everybody? This is Kate Scott from The Morning Roast. Be sure to tune in to Bonte, Shasky, and me for our recap and reaction to tonight's Warriors win over the Nets. We're with you tomorrow morning, 6 to 10 a.m. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up here on 95.7 The Game. And it is Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. little history for Stephen Curry in the ballgame tonight as Curry finishes with 36 points and the Warriors get the win, their first of the 2020-2021 campaign. 129-128 is the final in Chicago as the Warriors are now 1-2. and two. They'll wrap up this four-game season opening roadie in Detroit on Tuesday afternoon. Of course, you can hear every single Warriors game right here on your home for Warriors basketball, 95-7 the game. Damian Lee, the hero, with the three-pointer in the closing seconds uh, to give the Warriors the victory. Let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Dubs, Steve Kerr, after this one, Ryan, uh, as he uh, gave his thoughts on the game winner. Yeah, yeah, they they did a great job defensively. Uh, They had Andrew and Steph both covered, and and Dame did a great job, as did Loon, just getting, you know, getting that hit and and hand back. And they really improvised it, you know, because the play was blown up. And that was just a a huge shot from Damian. I thought Loon really gave us big minutes down the stretch uh, defensively and uh, just a a great, great win. Nice job by Looney and Lee there playing. Basically a broken play. I mean, you mentioned it, and Looney had the the poise to to just give it back to him, to to hand it back to him, and to to you know screen for him and let him get the shot off. I, I thought for a essentially a busted play, it was it was actually a it was really calmly handled, and that's exactly what you expect from Kavon Looney because that's just how he typically plays every aspect of the game. Yeah, it was either that JD or uh, hit a turnaround jumper from the top of the key for Kavon Looney with a dude <laughs> yeah. in his face. So I think he chose the right option there. And and what a cool moment for Damian Lee too, right? I mean, Steve Kerr's got him in there in crunch time. You know, his job basically is to get the ball to Steph Curry there, uh, but it doesn't happen. And I actually, you know, I I, I it, it like the fact and appreciate the fact they didn't try and force it to Steph. Uh, and I don't think they had a timeout there either. So it was it was time to go. It was time to throw that ball in. Uh, they'd already used the 
the timeout to, to advance it. That's right. After the uh, after the bucket by Levine, so uh, they needed to get that thing in, and and he did it, uh, and ultimately got it back and, and made it happen. Um, you know, maybe a low percentage shot. I don't know the you know the old NFL uh, next gen stats. I wonder you know what the next gen stats are on something like that, but doesn't matter. It went in that one time, and and that was the most important thing. But it was advantageous for the Warriors that it was Looney that had it at the top of the key there because he's going to keep calm and he's hopefully going to make the right play in, in that situation, and he, and he sure as heck did. And he hit a dude that was 67% from three-point range on his way to, to moving up to 70% from three-point range in the early <laughs> going of this season in Damian Lee. The six for nine flips to seven for ten, and uh, he winds up walking out of United Center uh, with a win, and the Warriors are one and two on the year. Let's get to the phones. Action figure man is up here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, what's going on, action figure man? Oh, yep, no longer have action figure man there in the city. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. John Dickinson, Ryan Covey here. Warriors wrap up on 95-7 the game. We talked at the top of the show just what a difference one shot makes, but I wanted to get your your take on just just – how you viewed the game overall, because we'd be having, I think, a much different conversation if Damian Lee's shot rolls out or if Ludi tries to force something to Curry and it, and it gets knocked away uh, and, and the game ends. I, I think big picture, for me, it doesn't feel like the Warriors figured a lot out tonight, but at the same time, if you play the game that they played and wind up losing to the Bulls, it just compounds all of the potential problems and the negativity that was starting to surround this team and the narratives around this team. Uh, I mean, 0-3, it would have been a pretty bad 0-3, and, uh, and I, I, it just makes it that much harder to, to climb out. When you can get a win and try to bounce back and improve, it, it takes, even though Kelly Oubre had a terrible shooting game again, the fact that they won, that takes a little bit of the heat off of Oubre for the next game. It takes a little bit of the heat off of the fact that, that Curry didn't have the best shooting game because he got hot down the stretch. Or or Wiggins didn't waste his best game of the year. Just the win versus loss here makes all the difference in the world moving forward. Yeah, they, they needed it. And it's uh, when you're 25 games in, you know, if the Warriors are, you know, 12 and 12 after 24 games, we're not going to be, you know, thinking too much about this or, you know, as the season wears on, game 68, whatever, you know, game 71. Like this, this game really isn't going to, you know, we're not going to be thinking about this game. But we're sure as heck thinking about it right now because it was the difference between being 0 and 3 and 1 and 2. And, and while you're right, JD, they didn't solve a whole heck of a lot tonight we saw the recipe uh, Steph Curry there's going to be nights where Steph Curry has to say okay boys jump on board I'm going to carry us over the line this is one that we can get and, and I talked in the preseason JD about Steph having to to kind of be aware of when to kind of take over these games I don't think he can do it every night right it, you know he's not gonna be able to do it every game there's going to be certain games where the Warriors, they don't, you know, they don't have a chance to win, i.e. games one and two this year. Uh, but this was the kind of game where Steve Kerr, okay, Steph, Steph's going to need to carry him tonight. Let's make sure he gets the, the, you know, the requisite number of minutes. Brought him back in you know, in the fourth quarter uh, you know, what, with about seven minutes to go. He was checking back in when this thing started to slip away a little bit. It was like, okay, it's Steph time. Like, this is the recipe, J.D. That way you don't need Kelly Oubre to be lighting it up from three. You don't need Andrew Wiggins to hit every shot down the stretch. You don't need James Weissman 
in your your 19-year-old center playing his third NBA game to be the number two offensive option for this basketball team. It was it was Steph leading the way and everybody else falling in line. And what this does is it, just, it gives you action, J.D. It gives you action heading into Detroit Tuesday. It gives you an opportunity to level it off at 2-2, two and two, finish the road trip at 500. Any road trip that you finish 500 is a success for this basketball team this year. So it gave them action. And, yeah, you're right. Damian Lee misses that shot at the end. It's, ah, wasted that one, let it slip away. Still think a better effort than we saw the first couple of games. And then we start talking about, well, the Bulls aren't the, you know, the Bucks or the, or the, uh, or the Nets. And I understand that, but uh, they played pretty desperate tonight as well. So regardless, it went in. He hit the shot. Dubs get the win. Something to build on. And I thought they, when it was all said and done, J.D., and you, you tell me, when it was all said and done, I felt like the Warriors deserved to win this game because of the way they played early and because of the way they played in crunch time. I thought they deserved to win the game. If they had lost the game, I would have thought they would have deserved to lose the game. I mean, I, I they they were pretty bad. I mean, I, I it, it didn't really. It, I didn't strong the first half. I felt that way. In the second half, in particular, the third quarter. I mean, to me, it was either way. If Lee's shot rolls out, it, it it would have been, I think, a gut punch for them because they did the effort was where they want the effort to be. I think, right. in particular, on the defensive side. But I still think that third quarter was so bad that if they had lost it, they they had done enough of the things I think that they had had you know problems with in the first two games to where I think I think you could have made that claim both ways tonight. But but getting the win is is getting the win, and I like I'm not I'm not a big golfer, but I'll use the I'll use the golf analogy. Uh, a two and two trip is par. If you're zero and three, that that's already a bogey, and you're putting on Tuesday to avoid the double bogey. And if you lose that, it's a double bogey to start the year. Right now, they right. have an opportunity yeah. with a win on Tuesday to save par and then get home for what's going to amount to almost two full weeks and seven games on the Chase Hardwood, and they'll have we'll we'll get a better feel for exactly what this team is. But say, but having the opportunity to save par, I think, is is really important. Yeah, it's probably more than they could have hoped for, uh, and it is a you know credit to to Steph. You know he, what he hit a hundred and eight corner threes in practice yesterday. Obviously, the <laughs> the biggest news from practice was Marquise Chris uh, getting hurt, and you know he's going to miss the season, which absolutely sucks. Um, but but clearly there was some intent by this basketball team tonight to write what we'd seen the first couple of trips out. Um, and and I'll say this: they they played really well in the second quarter, and you know when when you get to the half, I mean, first of all, they had seven steals in the first 15 minutes of the game uh you know in the first half they only shot 40 percent but they were 9 of 24 from three-point range they scored 36 points in the second quarter I thought the second unit was a whole heck of a lot better and even in that first half they attempted 57 shots to just 42 by the Bulls that's energy that's that's bringing it that's that's going out there and and you know, letting your letting your energy and your hustle and uh, your play be your biggest advocate, and that's what they're going to need. I mean, you know, it might not be good enough against certain opposition, but against the Bulls, it it should be. And, and tonight it was. So I thought the first half set the tone. Definitely slipped a little bit in the third quarter, and you know the Bulls made their run. But hey, they were in a position, and when Steph checked back in to have a shot, and these are the kind of games. That, you know, when, when you do have that shot, when Steph checks back in in the fourth quarter and it's crunch time, he needs to be the guy he was tonight, and that's why they ended up winning. Like, this kind of is the recipe. Now, you hope when Draymond comes in, J.D., it makes things a little easier. I felt like the Warriors probably would have had this game in the bag or a lot closer to it down the stretch if Draymond had played tonight. I even tweeted out as much, but they ended up winning anyway, so it's all good. But still, they're going to need him uh, going forward to be a big part of that recipe as well. 
Let's give Action Figure Man another shot here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Action Figure Man, you're on 95.7 The Game. Hello, fellas. you hear me? Hey, what's going on? We got you Hello? loud and clear. What's on your mind? Oh, thank you. Thank you, J.D. Kobe. Uh, yeah, I just called because I'm uh, real excited about the Warriors win today. Uh, it felt really good. I, I really miss my Warriors. And uh, really, I, I, I really liked uh, Oubre's uh, defense and Wiggins' defense. They, they did great. I just wanted to say I, I want to encourage them to keep shooting more threes, at least 10 <laughs> attempts or more. And the, the more they shoot, the faster they become prolific three-point shooters. And when they become prolific three-point shooters, they can be contenders instead of just making it a six-seed and get eliminated in the second round. I want them to be contenders and keep shooting the threes. Thanks a lot, fellas. What? Thanks, man. Appreciate the call. Let's slow our roll a little bit. Like, like today, yeah. we're, we're, I think we're still having the 7-8 seed. Like, let's just get to 500 and string together some wins kind of. A, like, I'm not well, ready to get into the whole where they stack up in the West thing tonight. Like, we can well, save that and, for another night. Yeah, and he just said and get eliminated in the second round as a 6 seed. That means you beat a 3 seed in the first round. That means you're playing with house money in the second round at that point. Now, here's the thing, J.D., they hadn't won a basketball game since March 7th, okay, since they beat the Sixers uh, at Chase Center. So uh, they, this team just needed a victory, and, and they got it tonight. I wasn't looking for style points. I said that in the pregame. I was looking for better effort, uh, particularly on the defensive end. We got that by, you know, by the number of steals they had. Still a little worried about the rebounding, J.D. Um, you know, the, the Bulls got him on the defensive glass. Hopefully Wiseman uh, will have better games than this. Obviously he will, um, but – that's the one big concern that I have going forward. Well, I have a couple, but that's a big concern for me going forward is going to be who's going to rebound the basketball. It's got to be all hands on deck. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. John Dickinson, Ryan Covey, Warriors wrap up here on 95.7 The Game. We'll hear a little bit more from Steve Kerr uh, right now. Uh, and uh, the coach after the ball game uh, talking about the relief of getting win number one. Yeah, well, I think it's more a sense of, you know, it's relief for sure, but it's finally a sense of now we can start to figure this thing out a little bit. You know, it it felt like we broke through from a competitive standpoint tonight, not so much from an execution standpoint. They were great. Bulls were great offensively and put a lot of pressure on us. They shot 51%. They made 17 threes. So, you know, we've got to get better defensively. Uh, first and foremost. And, and then offensively, I think we're starting to, to figure some things out. I know I am starting to get a better feel for um, kind of what we need to do, how we need to play. So it's good to, good to get a win while we're in the process of you know, trying to figure out our team. And you know what? I want to follow up with another Kirk cut right off of that because he referenced the fact that he's figuring some things out about the Warriors offensively, and they've struggled mightily in, in these first three games. He was asked more specifically about what exactly he's learned about this team so far offensively. Well, I think really simplifying how much stuff we're running and, and what we're running. We've run certain stuff over the years, and, and uh, you know there's been various groups of players here over the years who have been comfortable with a, a certain style. And I think with this team, I'm, I'm finding that we need to get more guys into you know high step-ups and, and getting them downhill and spacing the floor. We're going to shoot a lot of threes for sure. You know, We shot 47 tonight. What we're trying to get to is more drive and kick, and I, I thought we did a much better job of that 
kind of second quarter and then and then again in the third, you know, getting into the paint, kicking it out and just playing simple basketball. And, you know, guys will get more comfortable with each other as they go. And I think we'll we'll start shooting the ball a lot better, too. Roll with what's working. This team has slashers. Get to the cup. Kick it out. I, I think if if the biggest takeaway from from the Warriors tonight is Steve Kerr having an understanding and acknowledging the understanding that maybe things do need to get simplified a little bit, I think that bodes very well moving forward. Yeah, and he's right. Uh, I like the way that he phrased that, too. Like, they were, they were there from an effort standpoint, but maybe not necessarily an execution standpoint. That's going to come with time. I mean, you know, even though this team got a win tonight, we know that this is still a major work in progress. And, and Kerr's figuring out uh, where everybody's going to be best suited. And he doesn't have his, you know, p- uh, power forward yet. He, you know, he won't have him in Detroit on Tuesday night either. Just lost one of his bigs for the year. He already lost his Hall of Fame two guard, uh, you know, the the night of the draft. So, you know, Steve Kerr's having to kind of adjust to a lot of stuff on the fly too. And I guarantee you, Steve Kerr thought Kelly Oubre was going to hit a three-pointer at some point in the first three games here. So he's also kind of coping with that. Uh, So, you know, he's having to to figure this stuff out kind of on the fly as well. And, and, you know, while we want this team to be up to speed quickly, again, we need to be mindful of the fact it was a short off-season program, only a handful of preseason games, a lot of new faces, couple of really tough losses out of the jump. So um, even, you know, we even have to exercise some patience with Steve Kerr, I feel like, as well, J.D. Absolutely. And the Warriors get the win, uh, 129 to 128, one and two. One thing the Warriors have been able to do these last couple of years, even when they've struggled, they've been able to figure out ways to beat the Bulls. Now 3-0 and <laughs> the last two seasons are the Warriors against the Bulls, and they've won – the last seven meetings overall uh, against Chicago, including the last four at United Center. Uh, the Warriors have 16 wins in the, in the last two years here uh, over the course of, uh, what, 68 games, and three of the 16 uh, are against Chicago. So any, any way they can get them, I think right now the Warriors are going to take them. Uh, but for whatever reason, uh, the Warriors have been able to figure it out and, and find ways to get the job done. Uh, against uh, a, a Chicago team that's that's clearly trying to find their own way as well. Yeah, it, look, the Bulls are are they're young and and they're learning, and we saw. You know, they've got some good young players there, right? I mean, Kobe White, uh, we know he could shoot. Laurie Markkinen, he's deadly from three-point range. I mentioned Wendell Carter Jr. in the game that he had. Um, you know, Zach Levine is, is explosive. He's a, he's a dynamic scorer as well. So, uh, you know, this, this is a Bulls team capable of filling it up, and they did that tonight. I mean, both of these teams, they were getting up and down. They were getting back and forth. Wasn't a lot of defense being played for long stretches. I kind of felt like we knew that going in, though, because neither one of these teams had defended a lick the first two games. Um, but but the Warriors did turn it up enough down the stretch, you know, to erase a 10-point lead. I mean, obviously, you got enough stops along the way, so you give them credit for that. But definitely still a work in progress. I, I want to see this carry over into the Detroit game, like some of the stuff that's working for them. Obviously, you want to see those trends start to continue in the right direction. I'd like to see Andrew Wiggins double down and have another solid output, start to put together a little more consistency. And then Oubre is going to need to unlock something offensively, especially if they're not going to have Draymond Green in Detroit as well, because Steph's probably not going to be able to, you know, go for 36 like this routinely. Another night uh, and another question, obviously, about the the shooting struggles of Kelly Oubre and and Steph Curry, although Steph made up for it with 25 of his 36 in the second half, and he had 13 uh, in the fourth quarter as well. 
uh, to finish with 36, and he did knock down 5 of 15 from 3 in the ballgame tonight. But another question for Steve Kerr on the shooting struggles of Oubre and Steph. He's been he's been a little frustrated, but it's perfectly natural, you know. For for Steph, it's this is a brand new team, you know. I I always feel like coming to a new team is difficult. So Kelly's shooting struggles right now really aren't that surprising. I know I know it's uh, it's going to turn. Every time I went to a new team in my career, it was very very difficult to find comfort in my shots in the early going. And I think Steph is actually going through the same thing right now because he he's not as comfortable with where his shots are coming from just because of the uh, the differences in in personnel and you know just you know throwing James out there without a training camp Steph's not used to the same patterns that he's had for for many years but I think we're starting to to get to some of those starting to figure it out and I think just seeing any shots go in I I think are. are just a big step. I think once you see a few shots go in, and Ubre obviously hasn't had it happen yet uh, from three-point range, but but seeing a couple of shots go in, I think everybody relaxes, and then things start to flow. The seal is broken, if you will. Yeah, and, and that's why I was really hoping Kelly Ubre was going to hit that corner three, J.D., because wouldn't that have just been so poetic? Like, the team has struggled for, you know, the, the better part of two and three quarters games, and, uh, you know, and, and Ubre has the chance to give him the lead, and, and I thought when that didn't go in, I'm like, oh, man, it just it's not happening for him right now, but the rest of the guys picked him up, and, and I agree with you 100%, man. I mean, Ubre still had a massive impact on this game, even though he didn't do it uh, offensively. I think he is fighting it a little bit right now. Um, but I, I, I want to see him come out and still be aggressive. Uh, maybe not quite from three-point range. Let's get a couple of baskets. Uh, let's get a couple of shots closer to the cup. Um, you know, we know he's a good slasher. And then maybe that way you get that that drive and kick-out game that Steve Kerr's talking about going anyway. Because, look, the Warriors still are getting a lot of open looks. And, and you hope that, you know, especially with guys like Steph and, and Oubre, who's been a pretty good three-point shooter, uh, and even Andrew Wiggins to a certain extent, water starts to find its level. And these guys start to hit theirs uh, from downtown. Because one thing we do know JD they're going to shoot a ton of threes yeah they are going to shoot a ton of threes and tonight they did it 47 attempts uh, from three they they out attempted the Bulls tonight 47 41 and because of the turnovers they wound up with 18 more field goal attempts overall 42 for 104 the Warriors tonight and the Bulls they turned it over 24 times the Warriors scored 18 points off those turnovers. And if the Warriors could have made a shot at all with any kind of consistency, they they could have scored a ton of points off the Chicago turnovers. Let's go ahead and hear uh, before we wrap it up here on a Sunday night from the hero of the night, uh, Damian Lee, his game winner uh, to put the Warriors up top tonight for good in the closing two seconds. Uh, Here's D Lee after the ball game. You know, play had three different options. You know, I basically told Loon coming out of the timeout, you know, obviously it's potential for a five-second violation. I said, if I count to four and give you eye contact, we just come back and we'll play hit hand back and, you know, whatever happens, happens. Uh, knowing they were going to be aggressive on Steph, knowing they were going to be aggressive on Wiggs, and, you know, he uh, it worked out the way that we – not the way that we planned it, but, you know, we got the win. Yeah, and – not the way that they planned it, but the one thing you always have to look for is the inbounder, right? The inbounder is the yeah. most dangerous guy uh, in situations like that, and they had a they had a backup plan for the backup plan, and they were able to handle business. 
Yeah, they communicated. I love that. That's great. That makes me feel terrific. Like these guys, that was a conversation they needed to have, and and they did. And you're right. The inclination for the guy defending the inbound pass is once that ball gets thrown in, he turns around to see where the ball goes, uh, and and ultimately that that left uh, that left D Lee to get out there and get that little handoff from Kevon Looney and hit a bucket to give the season action, JD. Yeah, give the season action, and the Warriors with a chance now to improve to two and two. Uh, on Tuesday afternoon in Detroit, and then they're coming home, and they're going to be home for quite a while. Seven straight games coming up for the Warriors uh, at home uh, beginning on New Year's night. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, Quick show, great show tonight. Uh, Thanks to everybody for for Sterling and and Mauser and Bobby Spang. We appreciate the help of of them. For Ryan Covey, I'm John Dickinson. We'll be back 2 p.m. with Warriors Live on Tuesday uh, but Fox Sports Radio is coming up next. It's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey signing off here at 95.7 The Game. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.